You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Intercepted. I'm Justice Mosqueda. Uh, I'm joined here by Charles McDonald from uh, For the Win. Say what's up to people, Chuck. What's up? I remember we used to do something like this fairly often in the past. <laughs> we used to, yeah. We had a podcast called Setting the Edge and then Life, Life. Yeah, Life <laughs> Happened. But not, not necessarily in a bad way, in a good way. No, no got, we still talk every day. Yeah, we just got busy. Uh, I played I play like three hours of Warzone with you, or uh, Call of Duty with you today. Yeah, Vanguard, we got, got to be specific, because I have a, I put in the work on Vanguard to level up these guns and get ready for the new Warzone map. You get, yeah, you spend a lot of time getting the skins and stuff, and I don't, I, I grinded one time to get the uh, Mexican cowboy character on Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the only time. I ever hunted for that. But um, obviously, the Green Bay Packers are not, you know, they're on a bye week, so they don't have a game to preview. So Intercept is going to be a little different this week. I'm going to bring on Chuck because he covers the NFL nationally for For the Win. Um, we're going to talk about the NFC. So we're coming off of the heels of the Dallas Cowboys and New Orleans Saints game. Uh, I wanted to make sure that, you know, that game was out of the way before we recorded. That was not two uh, playoff teams playing against each other. I, I think that's fair to say, right? Not two playoff teams about even Dallas. You don't think that's kind of an overreaction? No, 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 no. I'm saying what there was a playoff team there. Oh, there were oh not okay. Two playoff teams there. Oh, yeah. The Saints are done. I mean, they're just too banged up because you're talking about they're just coming into this game with starters they are projected to have like this offseason. They're missing Michael Thomas, obviously, who's been gone all year. Jameis, both tackles, Teron Armstead, Ryan uh, Ramchick, Alvin Kamara. Like, okay, that right there is basically your entire offense. Uh, and then uh, Marcus Davenport's out on defense. So, you know, I don't really know how they're going to recover from this. This is it's just too many values at this point. It's it's too tough. And we were joking during the game. We were talking to each other and like they were legit running a single wing offense. Like they were getting into tight splits just so that they could run a drag with uh, Dante Harris, who's like a return man for him. Like it's yeah. just that team doesn't have a lot of talent. Um, looking at 538 right now. Just using that as like a baseline, I understand it's not perfect. I understand a lot of people have, you know, issues with their projections versus other people. I like it because it's uh, color-coded and it's pretty easy to follow. And generally, that's kind of what matters to me when I'm looking at numbers, as bad as that sounds. Like if I'm taking a quick glance, just give me something that I can digest pretty quickly. Um, bottom of the NFC. So tell me where the line is where you think an, a, a playoff contending NFC team is, Okay. Lions, obviously not. Seahawks, they're out. Bears, out. Giants, out. Panthers, out. Falcons, out. Then it's the Saints at 11%. Saints, we just said, wasn't a playoff team. Yeah. We'll go to the next one. Then it's the Eagles at 26%. But the whole point of the Eagles is them essentially making it as the NFC East winner. So they have a 26% chance of making the playoffs you know, in the NFC, but only 4% of that comes as a uh wild card team oh so. that's interesting oh wait i had that backwards never mind 
I'm about to say that can't be right, bro. Four <laughs> percent no, division winner, twenty-two percent as a wild card. So I guess that's bro, where the line is, right? We're it's already Eagles. back to our old shenanigans, not being able yeah, to. Move. That's tough. Um, so the Eagles, I think, I think that's a fair line. The Eagles and up. So Eagles and up is Eagles, Washington, Vikings, Niners, Rams, Cowboys, Bucks, Cardinals, Packers. Those all feel like teams that at least should be considered in the NFC playoff race. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, that's definitely fair. Uh, I, I I don't find the NFC playoff race like nearly as interesting as the AFC one because I think there's a lot more teams that can end up in certain slots. But I think where uh, where you made the cutoff at the Eagles, <coughs> oh, I'm healthy. Excuse me. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and you know, honestly, the Eagles they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be coming to this year because this is basically I thought it was going to be just a, a punt throwaway year, but. They've been able to be competent on the ground and have some nice moments on defense and uh, not the, the most difficult schedule in the world. So, you know, I guess like technically they're in the hunt. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that the Falcons immediately got skipped over in the 538 rankings, even though they're like in the ninth seeds, so like technically like they're in the playoff race, but uh, that's a terrible football team. Like they're five and six and their point differential is like minus 103. So uh, I, I think it's definitely fair to have that. But I think the, the team I'm most interested to see Moving forward, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, uh, is the Rams, just because I think we all know they have the top-end talent, and we I mean, definitely at the start of the season we saw that where it looked like Matthew Stafford is about to win the MVP and set records, but over the past couple of weeks, it just kind of floundered, and uh, maybe someone's hurt. Don't really know why, but I, I kind of expect them to get back to it over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think the Rams are so tough because the quarterback situation is so important, and he clearly looks hurt. Um Let's get into the Eagles. So let's break down the end of their schedule. So let's talk about this and see kind of like where, where we think they stack up. So the first game is the Jets. We think that they're beating the Jets. That's their week 13 matchup. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's get that out of the way. Then they have a bye week. I feel like coming off of a bye, going against Washington at home, they should be able to win that, right? Yeah. I don't think Washington's very good. I, yeah. They happen to be like in the seven C just because. Uh, the rest of the MC is not great, but I, I definitely think that Philadelphia is better than Washington. And the Eagles, that's one of the few games that they'll have like a quarterback advantage for. I mean, the the Jets too, I guess, but um, <laughs> Jalen, Jalen for as much flack as I gave him over the off season, I do think that he is playing a little bit better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Going into this. Like they kind of know who they are player. too, which is kind of helping them. Like they're running, they're running bash, which is like a college, uh, basically like a, it's almost like a quarterback power type of play that like the running back is kind of the constraint on the backside, Mm -hmm. Um, which like go watch Marcus Mariota stuff against Oregon type in like bash Oregon ducks, chip Kelly into Google. You'll be able to find a bunch of clips. Um, They kind of know who they are. So I think that's kind of good. The giant. So they get Washington twice in the last two weeks. Are we calling both of those wins for the Eagles home and away? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Washington's good at all. all. Right. Like, I, 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 I think that the Eagles are just going to. I, I think they'll be able to score a good amount of points against Washington. And Washington's banged up defensively now too, which yeah. is like the one thing that they couldn't afford. Um, they get the Giants Week 16. How do you feel about them matching up with the Giants? I know the Giants are a little up and down. I still think the Eagles overall are a more talented team, though. So do I. Uh, and last week was bad, but <clears throat> you know, I think just a testament to like kind of how bad the Giants are. Uh, like Jalen Hurts, he threw three picks. He averaged four yards in the temp, and you still had a chance to win that at the end of the game. Uh, so, you know, in, in a performance where usually 
your team's going to get blown out if your quarterback plays like that. You're right there on the edge, which I think kind of shows, one, how bad the Giants are, two, why Jason Garrett lost his job, and three, why Dave Gilman's about to lose his job after the season. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I would expect them to win that game, but I also expected them to win this game on Sunday. And then week 18, um, I'm assuming, you know, week 18 is going to be weird um, because the season gets elongated and you never know kind of like what teams are playing for at that point. But let's assume that Dallas is playing for seeding in some sort of way, right? Like, you know, being the one or two or three seed still does matter. Four seed even for them um, would matter. So I'm giving da- Dallas is definitely winning that game if, if it's good on good, I feel like. So we have the Eagles going four and one to end this season. Um, not because we think the Eagles are like a great team or anything, but just it's because it's the schedule. Um, they're going to get a lot of NFC East teams at the end of the year, including Washington twice. So the Eagles probably, they, they finish nine and eight, pretty solid. Probably are going to make the playoffs is where we have. I, them right. dude, I mean, the fact that they're even here to me, like they've way overachieved on expectations because I didn't think they were going to be here. I thought they were going to be picking like top two, top three in the draft. But, uh, you know, credit to Jalen Hurts, who like Hurts is interesting to me because it's kind of like the way that we talk about Lamar Jackson sometimes, like the amount of growth from like a freshman at Louisville or freshman at Alabama to now, or even just like from game one to now. And I know he still has his moments and he's not perfect or like I wouldn't even consider him good yet, but I think it's encouraging that he's, he keeps getting better. Yeah, 100 percent. Um, and I think he's kind of played himself into a position where like he might be the quarterback in 2022, which I wouldn't have thought coming into the season. Like I thought that there was like maybe a 5% chance he could do that. Um, Let's go to the next team. That's like the foregone conclusion as of now, right? I think it has to be with the way this quarterback class is working out. Yeah. Yeah, And the picks on other players. Unless they do something like, you know, go after Russell Wilson or something like that. Um, Let's go to the next team on the 538 in terms of moving up on the NFC rankings for teams that we think uh, actually have a shot to make the playoffs. Um, It's Washington. So we already talked about the Eagles matchups. That's two of their last four games. Um, They're probably going to lose both of them. Um, They also play the Cowboys twice. Let's just go ahead and lock those up. (laughs) Oh, man. Goodness gracious. This is a tough end to the season. Yeah. I'm I'm fine. I was was laughing then. Uh. I'm I'm a little unhealthy right now. I don't have COVID though. Uh, just other stuff, you know. Just other things. Other um, <laughs> so so let's say okay, they go zero and four against the Cowboys and Eagles, playing them twice. Okay, their other two games, it's the Raiders. They'll probably lose that, and then against the Giants, they they could win that. It's in New York. I don't know how you feel about that one. Uh, I mean, they, they, they can definitely win that one. But even that game to me is like a toss-up. Like, I don't know who would win that game. But I, I think, like, maybe in a situation where you got to have it, because I imagine after playing Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, you're probably going to need to have this Giants game to get in. Uh, maybe, maybe we can be nice and give them one that one. But, you know, that's a, that's a pretty tough stretch for a team that's not very good, like, to end the season, uh, especially when you have to play two, two games against the, uh, the number one team in your division. So if even if we do give them that, that puts them at uh, six and eleven. They're out of the playoffs. So okay, that yeah. that solved uh, that solved one of our problems. Okay, we needed to knock out two NFC teams. One of them is Washington. All right. Um, the next team is the Minnesota Vikings, who hold a very special place in Green Bay Packers fans' hearts. What's your general thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings? Because you could watch them 
I mean, against Green Bay, Kirk Cousins looks like he's Tom Brady. And then the very next week, he's just like doing very guppy things, going under center, under the guard. He's not even going under center. He's throwing interceptions into double coverage on a slant, which like high school kids shouldn't be able to do. How good do you think this like Vikings team is? I mean, it's weird because like I think they're good, but they also suck at the same time. You know, like like they they're definitely competitive. I, I think if you look at like some advanced numbers, they probably come away looking better than uh, a five and six team. I mean, they have a positive point differential in the year, uh, plus five. But you know, it, it's like the three ugly ducklings that are interconnecting the NFL, where you have in the north Minnesota, southeast Atlanta, out west the Chargers. It's like all the same. Uh, kind of shit where you're uh, can I hustle here uh yeah all right all, all the same shit where you know on paper it looks pretty good uh you're gonna be competitive and, and play a lot of good games but for some reason you just can't cross across the finish line and honestly I can't even find like a one culprit with this team for like why they keep shooting themselves in the foot because I think that they have the talent right now like not even the potential the talent right now to be a lot better than they are but then they do things like lose to Cooper Rush so you know, the Vikings. <laughs> Cooper Rush, who we one time interviewed on he Setting did. the Edge, and we, we accused him of uh, winning a bowl game on an illegal play, and he was heated. He was like, how dare you? How dare you accuse me of winning in a, you know, un- unnatural way, basically. Yeah, that's real journalism, though. No one else is asking Cooper Capital Rush. J, capital J capital journalism. J, big J journalism. <laughs> um, so the Vikings... I'm going to give them three wins off the top lions, bears, bears. Uh, feel like those are all three wins. The other remaining games, Steelers, Rams, Packers. Um, how do you feel about those ones? Uh, I mean, I definitely give, will give them the Steelers game. Uh, you know, this is, this is assuming good health and, you know, everyone's available. Uh, I think the Steelers are terrible. So I, I'll give them the Steelers game. Wait, what team is this? You said the Packers Vikings. Oh, Vikings. Vikings. I was like, wait, what? Cause I was just looking at the, Packers schedule I mean even same same analysis still stands for the uh the Vikings too I think they're a lot better than uh the Steelers even though they have the same record at five and six uh you know the game against the Rams is interesting because I think one thing that the 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 Vikings have done this year and this is like honestly come to their detriment is you know it's kind of a cliche uh I, I guess in football circles but like they played up or down to their competition so uh, you know, like they'll they'll lose to Cooper Rush and then they'll beat the Packers uh, and then they'll play a tight one with the 49ers and, you know, almost beat the Browns. And they lost by one point to the Cardinals in week two. So uh, this is a team that has the talent to hang with people. So I wouldn't be surprised that the game was close. But, uh, you know, maybe if you get to a situation where the Rams are a little bit healthier, Odell has more time in the offense to start to figure things out. They think that the Rams might have uh, the edge there. And it's in... Uh, I don't know it's in Minnesota, but still, I, I think the Rams have the edge there. How do you feel about them matching up with Green Bay again? That Green Bay game was weird. If you look at all, like, the EPA stuff, um, all the, like, sustainability stuff, Green Bay wins that game, like, 95% of the time. It was just weird that, you know, Savage dropped all those interceptions. They were able to get, like, 360 yards out of their top three players. Who knows how uh, Dalvin's, you know, health is going to be moving forward with Right. Uh, you know, how that's working out, plus the off the field stuff. I mean, that still could be something that, you know, plays into uh, plays into the end of the season. Um, how do you think the Packers are going to match up against the, the Vikings in week 17? I mean, I think the Packers are a better team than the Vikings. Uh, 
And I think, you know, just you, you brought up a good point from the last game, just doing stuff that's like, eh, if, if this was a little bit more even just in terms of like how things normally go, the Packers probably win this game. So uh, the Vikings, they went nine for 13 on third down. Uh, on red zone, they went three for four. Penalties, they had three penalties for 25 yards. The Packers had eight penalties for 92 yards. Like, you know, in a game that ended by, that lost, that ended between three points, that's kind of, you know, the, the differences in these close games, uh, those, those little plays on the margins. So, you know, I think this is kind of going to be the Packers' chance to get them back. Uh, you know, Dalvin's health to be a question mark. Kirk Cousins in December in a clutch moment because they're going to need that game as a question mark. So uh, if, you know, the Packers are, uh, are playing their guys late in that season because I'm kind of interested to see what happens. But I guess, you know, they're, they're going to need the wins to get to the number one spot. Uh, then, you know, I, I think the Packers will take care of business there. Yeah, I think week 17, they'll still be in play. Um, yeah, I, week, I week 18 is more of like the question mark, I would think. See, what, what happened there is I forgot that we had changed how many weeks there were, and I was trying to address <laughs> that on the fly as I was talking, and I sound a little stupid. It, ha- it happens. The, the week 18 is going to get a lot of people. I feel like like things just being shifted just one more week. It's going to mess up a lot of things on the schedule. Um, So we have Minnesota finishing the season then nine and eight, and they have a tiebreaker over uh, the Philadelphia Eagles somehow. I don't know how the tiebreaker plays out. Maybe it was a head to head. I'm trying to look right now real quick. Nope, no head to head. So it must have been some like weird conference thing. Um, So depending on what San Francisco does, you know, that kind of decides who, who the playoff teams would be. Um, the next team up on the list are the San Francisco 49ers. That works out perfectly. Um, San Francisco, what a weird season for them. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, they know. traded three first-round picks for a quarterback that they're not playing, and now they might be a playoff team. It's kind of odd. And they've won five of their – or four of their last five. Um, the only game that they lost was against, you know, the best record in the league, the Arizona Cardinals, but it was with Colt McCoy. So kind of a weird yeah. slate for them. Yeah, the Niners are weird because, like you said, they uh, trade all his picks for Trey Lance, three first-round picks to get him. He's barely played this year, uh, like outside of one star and a couple gadget plays. Like he, I, I don't even know if he's seen the field uh, in weeks. Like not even in just like in just like a, a goal line or a red zone package. He hasn't really done anything. Uh, I thought it, it was. In, I think what's interesting to me is like you start the season, you stink. Jimmy stinks. Uh, everyone's getting hurt and you know you get these calls for Lance right for him to start and then you know Kyle saying no 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 we're not doing that and as you start winning and you know they start looking like the team uh that people thought they were going to look like at the start of season now you get the report that oh we're trading Jimmy in the offseason is Trey's time like I don't know like even even if like they get to the playoffs uh and make some noise or compete like it still all kind of feels like a waste of time at the end of the day, even if they do end up like being competitive and looking good. Uh, so, you know, like any success as a 49, like if I was a 49ers fan, I wouldn't really know how to feel about any success that they have on offense moving forward, just because, you know, our quarterback's not going to be here next year. It's so weird. And like, I, I still feel like, I feel like there's a chance Shani takes another job next year, like Why? this off season. It just does not seem like he's happy there. You know, we've, we've seen Harbaugh leave the same t- type of team. We've seen NFL coaches be like, you know what, we're just going to move on. Um, whether it's, you know, just shuffling around, taking a year off. Like we saw like when Gruden wasn't happy in Washington and stuff and was like, screw this. Like, I'm not even going to like, 
I'll, I'll just go be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Doug Peterson takes time off. You, you, we saw that divorce and how that worked out, right? Like December is going to be a big deal for a lot of these divorces. Um, with that being said, San Francisco's at six and five right now. I'm willing to give them the Seahawks, Falcons, and Rams off the bat. That already gets them to nine wins. So if they can get one of, you know, they can beat one of the Bengals, Titans, or uh, sorry, give them the Texans, not the Rams. Um, if they can beat one of the Bengals, Titans, or Rams, they end up being a playoff team, point blank, period. Yeah, I mean, I think just looking at who they got left the rest of the season, this is based on and based on how they've played, you know, over the past three weeks or, you know, month and a half, I guess, if you want to include that Bears game. Uh, I, I think you're looking pretty, like, decently set up for a little run because Seattle, they look terrible. But I guess, like, that could also change if Russell Wilson, like, ever gets healthy. Uh, you know, I don't think it's happening this weekend, though. I don't. I don't know if it is either. I, but I don't know because he. I feel like he should have been better quite a little bit time ago, but he didn't give himself a chance to rest. Uh, I think that the game against the Bengals is going to be big for them uh, because I think that they should be good against the Falcons, Titans, and Texans. Uh, just based on how the Titans have looked recently, unless like everyone is back for that game, I just think it's it's just so hard for them to do anything on offense. Like you see how like. Like you just watch some teams and it's just like very laborious for them to get down the field. Uh, every play just looks hard. Every yard looks like really earned. I think that's kind of where the Titans are right now. Uh, so, you know, I think these games against the Bengals and the Rams are the biggest for them. And if they can win that game against the Bengals, you know, I, I don't, that I'm, I don't think they're going to win the division, but you know, they're going to get a pretty, pretty good spot in the NFC playoffs. Let's say the Rams win that week 18 game. Let's say the Rams have something to play for, um, Stafford's a little bit healthier, but how, how do you feel about that? Because that Bengals Niners matchup is very weird. Like, I don't know what to yeah. expect really out of that game. Um, I, I never know what to expect when the Bengals hit the field. Like they're all over the places here. We'll give them a tie. We'll give them a tie. <laughs> a we're, tie? We're, all right, that we're projecting works. a tie. Sure, we're projecting a tie. So we have the San Francisco 49ers finishing uh 10, six and one firmly uh, planting their flag in uh, the playoff race. Um, next team the los angeles rams so we've already talked about them a little bit we've uh mentioned you know a couple of their games already the big thing is just like when when is stafford gonna get healthy or is he gonna get healthy um they have the jaguars this weekend that's gonna help they still get the seahawks but outside of that i think things start getting a little bit more competitive for them yeah uh you know the game against the cardinals i i, I would assume that kyler murray's gonna be back but you know, even like he was supposed to be back like a month ago. Yeah. But even I I don't know if it was today or yesterday, someone asked him about it and he was like, maybe I'll see for Sunday. And I'm like, damn, like it's been a long time. Like you just came out the bye week and you're still not uh, ready to go. It's kind of, that's kind of tough, but you know, coming back to the Rams Jaguars, that's a layup. Uh, Like this is, this is, this is a perfect time for a team like the Rams to play Jaguars. Like let's remember that we're good at football, uh, that we are better than some teams and that we can win some games. Uh, Because the Jaguars are just putrid. But, you know, I think the game that's most interesting to me on here is the Ravens game uh, at at the end of the season or week 17, I should say. Because I I don't think that the Ravens are very good, but they're somehow like the number one seed in the AFC. And they seem to be this year's team that just gets all the close, close game luck. Uh, Because, you know, I I can imagine a scenario where they're like three and eight and you're wondering, like, what did they do with Lamar? Uh, uh, not that I would say that. Some people might say that. Not me, though. Uh, if you get to the end of the season and that game against the Ravens, it's going to be pretty crucial just because 
it's hard to predict what you're going to get from the Rams at this point. And based on everything the Ravens have done this season, it's hard to predict what you're going to get from them, like from play to play. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see that one. And if they can get that one, I think you feel pretty good about them heading to the playoffs if you're a fan. The one thing I would worry about a ton in that matchup is Baltimore can't cover anyone in the right. passing game. That's their biggest flaw. If Stafford is still hurt on January 2nd, that 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 could lose them that game. Like that single player could end up losing that them yeah. that game. Oh, um, if you start on January 2nd, you've, you've probably lost a couple games before that because I don't think you'd beat the yeah. Cardinals. Even the Seahawks would be tough and the Vikings would be a tough out too if he's still hurt. Yeah. So let's assume – Let's uh, let's let's assume Stafford's healthy by the Cardinals game and Kyler is also healthy. So how do we feel about that Cardinals and that Ravens game? If you got to, you know, gun to your head. Uh, I like the Cardinals and the Rams game and the Rams and the Ravens game. Okay, got it. So that ends up putting the Rams at 12 and five, which still looks weird on paper. 17 games still looks weird on paper. So ugly. 12 and five. Um, next team is the Dallas Cowboys who like won on Thursday night, but also somehow like didn't look impressive. Like a lot of that was just like, we were playing Taysom Hill. Um, that was going on. I think four of their games though, to end the season are basically layups. Like they have Washington twice. They got the giants. They got the Eagles. The only game that's even in question, I think is that Cardinals game. Is that kind of how you're feeling too? Yeah, I mean, they are blessed to be playing in the NFC East because I think there's, uh, I think it's fair to have some questions about this team right now. You know, outside of <laughs> the game where they just punted the Falcons to the moon, you know, over the past five weeks has been a little little shaky because they lost to the Broncos, obviously beat the Falcons 43-3. Then they lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving, which was a, comp- a pretty sloppy game for them. Uh, and now they they beat the Saints, but like you said, it was just, that was just more Taysom Hill not knowing how to be a quarterback and throwing four picks and just looking uh, terrible. I mean, the the Cowboys uh, passing game didn't do all too much. The run game didn't do really anything outside of, uh, you know, that 58-yard run that's Tony Pollard. So I, I don't really know why, but the offense doesn't seem to be clicking like it did uh, early in the season because, you know, even going back to that Chiefs game, uh, I expected them to just – kind of score at will uh, against that Chiefs defense. And I know that they've gotten better, but uh, that's still a matchup that Dallas should be able to kind of move the ball at will. And they're not really uh, doing that right now. So I, I do think that, you know, like you said, the four division games they got left are layup, but I, I do think the Cardinals are a good deal better than this Dallas team right now. If Kyler Murray is healthy and can play. Let's give Arizona that game. And I agree with you, just the team speed that Arizona has defensively, I think negates a lot of what Dallas does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because, you know, Dallas looked really good in the beginning of the season and then they lost players, but all of their players were back for that Thursday night game, right? Like Amari was back. Their tackles yeah. were back. Lyle and Tyron were back. Um, they were using Zeke some, like, I don't know. Just doesn't look right for whatever that's, reason. And the, the other thing, let's not forget that like Dak's been hurt three times already this year, you know, like that, that's something that is, you know, probably matters. And as we get into these winter months, like he's going to be playing at New York, he's going to be playing at uh, Washington, at Philadelphia. It's probably going to be some cool games. Um, yeah, I, I think one thing that's kind of concerning, like just if, if you watch the Cowboys, Tyron Smith, not always moving, you know, as, as 
you know, as light as he used to. I mean, he was getting yeah. beat around the edge a couple of times uh, tonight. Obviously, like he's still good tackle. You're, you're fine if he's <laughs> you're starting left tackle. But I, I do kind of wonder, like, as the the athleticism for him starts to fall, is that going to be something that teams can exploit in later games in the season in the playoffs? Um, so we have Dallas winning the a- NFC East 12 and five. I feel like that's fair. Um, yeah. Definitely. I feel like the division winners have essentially been decided already. Have, have, I must say, have they clinched the NFC East yet? I don't think so, technically. No, because uh, Washington has, or uh, the Eagles have a 4% chance, as 538 oh, okay. reminded us. Um, next team, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the team I am the most afraid of in terms of like who the Packers might see in the playoffs. Um, just because, you know, now that Stafford isn't fully healthy, I, I think that does a, a good, uh, that puts a good deal of the stress away for me. Tampa's remaining games are Atlanta, Buffalo, New Orleans, Carolina, the New York Jets, and Carolina. They might win every single one of those games. Yeah. Uh, I really don't see why they shouldn't. I think the toughest game that they have is against Buffalo. Uh, maybe, maybe and Buffalo is a soft team too, and they're going against a power running team. Like that yeah. matters in terms yeah. of the matchup. That, that's going to be tough for Buffalo. Maybe like their secondary can pull them out, but you know, we'll see how they adjust without Trey White. But I mean, the rest of the, these games, this is a layup, man. Falcons, obviously that's a dub. Uh, like we said, Bills, uh, I think it's going to be a tough one, but I still think they should win. Saints don't have a quarterback. Panthers don't really have a quarterback. Jets don't really have a quarterback. And then you get the Panthers again. So, you know, you're getting some real crappy pass offenses in the last, uh, you know, five of your last six games are like, the, you know, between the Falcons, Saints, yeah, Falcons, Saints, Panthers, Jets. That's like four of the worst passing offenses in the NFL right now. So you should definitely be able to get past that if you're a team with championship aspirations. Like those should be blowouts, not even close games. I'm very scared. Tom Brady's about to do it again, Chuck. Dude, I think it's, he, set, it's set up for him to do it again. It's set up for him to do it again. And I'm very frightened because this, in terms of matchups, I think is Green Bay's worst matchup. And we'll talk about that when we get these uh, standings settled and we talk about potential uh, playoff matchups. But uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, by the way, we had Tampa. You know, they obviously win the NFC South. 14-3 and three is the record that we have them at. Goodness <sighs> gracious. I, I think, and this is coming off of the back of all the uh, – AB news, you know, the Antonio Brown three-game suspension. I don't even think it's really going to hurt them. Oh, they don't, they don't even get past this part of this guy. No, they just need him for the playoffs. Like, that's yeah. what sucks. Like, yeah. dang. And, I mean, AB, he was suspended for three games, but he was already going to be hurt for two. So, uh, it's really not that big of a deal for him, I guess. Um, Green Bay has a bye this week, obviously, which is why we have you on. Um, then they have the Bears. That's a win. Uh, we already gave them the Vikings. Uh, in week 18, they have the Detroit Lions. That's going to – that might be a win with Jordan Love under center and the Packers having nothing to play for in the last week of the season. The mm-hmm. two big questions are, I guess, the Baltimore Ravens in week 15 and the Cleveland Browns in week 16. But the Cleveland Browns, I feel totally different about this team than I did maybe mid-October, late oh, yeah, late September. I mean, Baker is hurt, dude. Baker's hurt, and it doesn't seem like he's going to get right anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, he's not even, like, giving himself a chance to get right. And not only that, but uh, he's kind of taking a beating back there due to his own uh, brain telling him that he's, like, Michael Vick or something or a lot faster than he actually is and kind of getting hawked down. Uh, and, you know, the offensive line issues, like, the Jack Conklin thing is really going to hurt them. 
moving through the season. And I, they just don't seem to be quite as much of a juggernaut, or really not a juggernaut as all as they did early in the season. So right now, I wouldn't be afraid. I mean, the passing offense has basically come to a screeching halt for Cleveland, uh, which is you know a little bit disappointing to me just because I thought they had a lot of good players and it would have been fun to see them uh, all together and playing for games with high stakes. But uh, they've really fallen apart over the last few weeks of the season. You know, if you go to the uh, division rival Ravens, I think the Packers scored like 40 on them. Maybe I don't really see why, how that would be any trouble for them at all. As long as the receivers are healthy and like someone like Rogers doesn't get hurt. I, I do kind of feel the same way. And the defense doesn't completely derail themselves. Um, by the way, that Cleveland Browns game, it's on Christmas. I'm going to have to cover it on Christmas. Not great. I've done that before. It sucks. Yeah, not not so good. So we have the Packers winning out the end of the season. Um, five straight wins after the bye. You know, they should be getting Jair Alexander back. Um, they'll probably get Zadarius Smith back. They likely will get David Bakhtiari back. We'll see how that ends up working out um, with the, you know, second surgery onto his knee. Um, they have a tiebreaker over Tampa, which is probably what Packers fans want to hear. So if Tampa does win out and Green Bay does win out, the Packers do have a tiebreaker over Tampa. So that game will have to be played in Green Bay um, if they do play again. So that's probably nice to hear. I mean, it, the same thing happened last season, but hopefully you can get one or two. <laughs> one or two. Say. <laughs> about to say. Wait, wait. Uh, what's the tiebreaker that they have? Is it just like some conference it must. It must be conference games. Yeah. Yeah, it must be conference games. Um, so last team before uh, we solidify our, our our playoff predictions, the Arizona Cardinals have a bye week this week. Then they play the Bears. I feel like the Bears is a pretty you know lock that that lock that one in. Um, they play the Lions, lock that one in. They play the Seahawks at the end of the season. I think if they're both trying, if we if we're talking quit watch at the end of the year, the Seahawks are very high on my list. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> like just a team that could totally implode. I think they could. Yeah, like, we, we can start seeing that this week. I think. Like, yeah. Right for them. Yeah. But they do have a couple tough games. They have the Rams, they have the Colts and they have the Cowboys. We already talked about, we gave them the win against the Cowboys just off of talent alone. Um, Cause yeah. Dallas doesn't look right. Um, we, we, I can't, what did, what did we give them with the Rams game? Um, oh, we haven't beaten the Rams. I have to beat the Rams too. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't beaten this, the this Rams. Is assuming Kyler is healthy. Yes. So how do you think they match up against the Colts? Because the Colts are kind of a frisky team. Yeah, the Colts are fr- I mean, I I really like the Colts now, like over the past month of, you know, not even month, like almost two months of football. I think they've been one of the better teams uh, in the league. Like Frank Wright seems to like have gotten a hold of what this personnel can be and like what's the kind of the best stuff for them. Obviously, uh, Jonathan Taylor is just blacking out right now. And I think if the Colts are going to win that game, that's how they're going to do it. Uh, Arizona's run defense, they haven't really been anything to write home about uh, all season. And I think that you can make the case that Indianapolis might have the best, you know, run blocking offensive line in the league outside of like Eric Fisher on the, on the left. But, you know, you get, you got Quentin Nelson, who obviously is, you know, a, a star future hall. All world. I, I compared all him world. to Bain in, right. uh, when we were writing draft reports when he came out of Notre Dame. Yeah. Ryan Kelly has been fantastic this season. Mark Winkowski, a right guard, Braden Smith. Like these guys are, that's like four good offensive linemen. Uh, and they just kick ass in the mall in the run game and just maul people. So like, there's definitely a, a path for the Colts to get the upset there. I, I just kind of think like on the other side, it's just, I, I don't think that the Colts have the defense to, to slow down like some of the, the, 
like the off schedule stuff that the Cardinals like to do. We are not really like to do. It's just like how these players are built, you know, like Kyler, uh, DeAndre, the, the players that they build, like they're kind of comfortable playing that backyard style. And I wonder if the Colts are going to be able to keep up with that. That's fair. So we have the Cardinals um, winning out the rest of the season, 15 and two. They get the one seed. The Packers are the two seed. Bucks are the three seed. Cowboys are four. The Rams are five. Niners are six. And Vikings are seven. That feels right. That feels right. Wow. So what? Oh, no, I was about to say, they definitely. Okay, now I see why. I don't know why it just came to me, but now I see why the NFL only gave one team a bye so that more stars are playing in that week 18 game. Yeah. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah. I don't think we figured out kind of like how the struck, because they're going to play like a Monday night game, right? Two. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't don't remember if that actually went through. Or maybe it did, but so it was going to be like, Three or three games on Saturday, two games Sunday, one Monday, something like that. Yeah, something something odd. Um, we'll take a break and then we'll uh, talk about how we think that the playoffs will play out. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we're back. Uh, Once again, I'm joined by Charles McDonald. So we just solidified kind of how we think the NFC race is going to play out in terms of the playoffs uh, by the end of the season. We had, you know, one through seven seed. It's the Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, and the Minnesota Vikings sneak into that last seed uh, with a nine and eight record with a tiebreaker over the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, basically, uh, the Saints don't get in, and uh, well, who is the other team? Oh, Washington has just a brutal stretch for them at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this uh, four or five game first. Los Angeles Rams traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Who who wins that one? Um, that's full blown. Like, are is Stafford healthy? I need to know that. Yeah, I I I feel like he should be by then. Uh, I I I kind of like the Rams in that game. Uh, I, I don't really know why or for any particular reason. I just kind of think they'll be able to score on Dallas. Uh, and I, I think that the Rams defense, I don't know, might try to cause a, uh, their secondary might cause a couple of troubles for the Cowboys. But uh, I think those two teams are so, I think they're pretty even. Like they, they're, they're well-matched. Uh, you know, they both have very strong points, a lot of stars on both sides of the ball for both teams. I mean, I, I think I'll just take the Rams just because I, I think that I like their whole, the whole the tally of the team a little bit better if Stafford's healthy. 
the three six game with San Francisco and Tampa Bay, which are probably the two teams that I'm most worried about for the Packers in the playoffs. So I'm happy one of them gets to knock the other one out. Hopefully, if if the season plays out the way that we think, um, Tampa's got to win that, right? I mean, it just comes down to Jimmy G and Tom Brady. Like, there's yeah. a difference there. Uh, Tom's not losing to Jimmy G, and I don't think the NFL will let that happen either. Uh, you're you're gonna get some referees stepping in and making stuff happen, but no, just like, for real, I. I would not trust Jimmy G on the road versus the Todd Bowles defense in the playoffs. Uh, that sounds like a not fun time to me. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's not even that. I don't think like the. I, I think that the like Shanahan and the 49ers offensive line and Kittle, like you can find some ways to block people up and give Jimmy G some time, but they're coming at you so fast and from so many different angles, and you know the secondary hasn't been quite as good like due to all the injuries, but that's still a pretty tough matchup uh, for a quarterback like Jimmy G who tends to panic when things go wrong. The seven, two game would be Minnesota against green Bay. Another play. Um, you know, yeah. we thought, we think that green Bay is going to win, you know, at the end of the regular season. So I don't think why, or I, I don't know why we would think it would be different in the wild card game. Right. Yeah. I, I think in the playoffs, I, I kind of think the Packers would roll them. So divisional games, Los Angeles Rams at Arizona Cardinals and Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Green Bay Packers. My absolute night. That's the, <laughs> the one game I just need, like the football gods have to come together and stop Tom Brady from going against Aaron Rodgers again. Cause I don't, I don't need that in my life. Let's talk about the Rams Cardinals game first. Um, did, we already went over this during the regular season game, right? Who, who mm-hmm. did we give it to? Did we give it to the Rams? No, I'm, I'm going to give it back to the Cardinals. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just a, a big fan of, of what they've done this year. And I, I, I kind of think that it's impressive that they've been able to do, you know, go two and one with Colt McCoy. Uh, to me, that kind of shows like the depth of the team and, and how yeah. strong like the overall roster is. Uh, so I'm going to roll with the Cardinals here. Uh, I think if Kyler's healthy, they just they might have too much firepower uh, for Stafford, you know, to keep up with. Like that's going to be a tough game for them. It was a tough game earlier in the season when the when the Cardinals went to LA uh, and kind of beat the crap out of the Rams. So uh, I think this year they're they're just a better team. Uh, to me, that like the Colt McCoy games make that take even feel more certain. So uh, you know, I, I think that the Cardinals are going to advance to the NFC Championship game. We're going to get to see uh, Cliff and Kyler on the big stage. Green Bay, Tampa, give it to me, Doc. Is it happening? How bad is it? How bad is it, Doc? I I I kind of like Tom Brady to roll to the I I don't know. I mean, I believe you. I, it's what I'm scared of. It's what I'm scared of. Um, it, they would be the team that be very most hurt. to play in the playoffs. They have so many weapons. They have a great offensive line. They can run downhill. Tom Brady knows how to do Tom Brady things. He can operate at the line of scrimmage. He's going to do all the right things off of play action. He's going to get you into the right plays, and then. That defense, as long as they're healthy, man, like they are hitters, they're hitters. So, mm-hmm. and they can cover you on the back end a little bit. Um, if they're, yeah, if they're I, healthy is the big thing, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough and to be like, total, like 100% healthy by that point. But even then, you know, I just, I, like, I think the Packers definitely able to score in them, but I'm sorry. I, after what I saw last season, like it, it not only is it Tom and the offensive line, but like he brought everybody back. And I think, I think you really see the continuity and I think you're going to see it again in the playoffs. Like, cause, cause once they got to Super Bowl against Kansas city, like that offense was just a machine. Like everyone knew where they needed to be at the same time. Like 
no one was ever like offbeat. Like it, it was just like it was an offense that was run by like Tom Brady that had a bunch of good players on, and uh, that's kind of where they are again. So uh, I, I like them to go to the championship game against the Cardinals. Yeah, they ran the whole team back. They ran yeah. the whole team back. They're letting them do it again. They're supposed to be a salary cap in this league, Chuck. Oh, yep. It's painful. Um, so Arizona Cardinals, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, NFC Championship game. Pain. Just absolute pain. I'm hoping Aaron doesn't say, you know, he doesn't go into the great beyond in his postgame presser through Zoom. Uh, that, that I would be just in so much pain, Chuck. So much pain. But Arizona Cardinals, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who do you think wins that? I, I'm if that game happens, I'm making the Bucks a favorite, even though they're on the road. Like I, we've seen teams completely take over that Cardinal Stadium too. Like the Packers when they were there, completely took it over. Um, the Carolina Panthers, uh, when Cam played his first game back, he was just like dapping up all the Panthers fans in the front row. It, it felt like a Panthers home game. Um, so I think Tampa could be able to travel for that. Like all the uh, all the Tom Brady like converts from that were like pats fans i think they make that that game too tampa's winning that one right i, th- I think they i think they would win too i don't know if they'll be a favorite uh but i i i, I see the thing is i think these cardinals this cardinals defense is good and like we talked about before they have a lot of team speed but you know you just go back to Tampa Bay's wide receivers. You know, these guys, <laughs> Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown will be back by then. You got Gronk. Yeah, uh, Gronk is the fourth option. Yeah, fine. Right, right. And, like, let's say something happens to Gronk, oh, we can pull O.J. Howard off the bench, too. Like, it's just there, – there's so much firepower. Like you said, they can run the ball, and that's going to be tough for Arizona to stop because, you know, they've never – they haven't been good at really defending the run uh, this season. And then when you talk about an offensive line like that, plus – running backs like that, like Fournette and Jones, like they're here to punch you in the mouth and break some tackles and keep them moving. And uh, to me, like this offense is perfectly set up to get past the defense like uh, Arizona's. Yeah, I agree. Um, how many teams do you think? So let's say, do you think Green Bay is the second best team in the NFC? I'm willing to say that right now. I think they're better than Arizona. They already beat Arizona in their own house. Tampa's really the only team that worries me. Um, now that, you know, Stafford's hurt, I don't think Dallas has the depth. I think Minnesota got lucky against them. Those are the only teams that they basically, like, haven't played already in the NFC. Um, San Francisco worries about worries me a little bit because I think they have their stuff together a little bit more than they did the first time that they matched up earlier this season. But I'm willing to say Green Bay is the second-best team in the NFC right now, at least moving forward when players get healthy once, you know, the playoffs turn around. Yeah, it's tough for me. Like, I, I really don't feel – strongly either way about them or Arizona to me it's kind of a toss-up uh so you know it, it to me it's like a two-way to be kind of situation yeah. and I'm pretty sure if Cardinals fans listen to this they're not going to be happy that we have Tampa Bay over them but go watch the Bucks like they're a machine right now uh, watch the watch the games watch the games but yeah use your eyes you don't need a graph for everything <laughs> <laughs> um how many teams in the AFC can compete with a Green Bay, Arizona, Tampa Bay. Like how many of the how many teams in the AFC do you think could get at least like win, I don't know, a third of the games, you know, in a Super Bowl matchup against those teams? Because I think New England is scary. Kansas City is scary. They're very scary for different reasons. Right. But those are the only teams that I'm really worried about. Yeah, same. I mean, Baltimore is eight and three, but like we just said, watch the games, man. Come on. That team is way overachieving right now. 
uh, which is fun because, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to see Lamar Jackson on successful teams, but, you know, I, I don't think that that team is like of a normal eight and three quality team that uh, you think of. So, yeah, when I, when I think of who in the AFC is a big challenge to Green Bay, like it's just New England because the defense is just playing out of its mind right now. And they're doing just enough on offense with Mac to kind of produce enough. So they're not totally reliant on the defense and they get into situations where uh, teams have to throw against them, which has been a complete disaster for uh, teams playing against the Patriots. And then with the Chiefs, like, I, 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 I can't throw away the last three years of offense that I saw from them, you know, like. And their defense seems to be getting better. Like Frank Clark oh, coming back in is making a difference for them. They're much better than they were at the start of the season or even just like a month ago. So, uh, you know, when you have someone as good as Patrick Mahomes, uh, obviously this year has not been up to his standards all the way through, but like he's, he's literally coming off like the best three-year stretch of offensive football. Uh, so. I would definitely be terrified of playing that team in the playoffs just because of what we know they can do uh, when they're at their full powers. So, okay. So we get your objective takes on the record. We just went over the schedule. We went over how we think the playoffs play out. Green Bay Packers, top five team, uh, 2A, 2B with the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'll probably get the two seed and they'll probably lose at home to Tampa. That's fair? Yeah. <sighs> what a life. If, if that does play out exactly like that, and I understand where you're coming from, and I, I actually do agree with you on the Tampa Bay thing, I am going to be in so much pain, Chuck. I'm going to curl into a ball and just be inconsolable for like two weeks. Yep, because you know what? You're about to be back in the gutter. Your time is coming. No, is it's it not. Close? He's coming back. He's coming you're back. You're this close? He's coming back. Oh, he's okay. coming. I mean, I, 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 I think he's going to come back too. Dance. It's the penultimate just- dance. You're you're just delaying the inevitable by a year. Whatever, whenever you're ready to come down and sit in the sewer next to me, I'll have to see it safe for you. I hope I hope I'm never as down bad as this uh, Atlanta Falcons team. But after yeah, watching Jordan horrible. Love a little bit, it, it might horrible. it might happen for a year or two. Yeah, their Falcons are very very bad. You're not going to get any sugar cone from me. I hate them, even though they're my favorite team. Uh, you have red zone in your uh, Twitter bio. Do you want to plug it by the way? Uh, plug all your stuff so the people oh, yeah. can know uh, where to at you. Follow me on Twitter at four verts. Uh, I write it for the win. Uh, we do a podcast called the counter. Uh, my buddy, Chris Corman, that our buddy, Stephen Reeves, Stephen Reeves used to be on uh, that drops, you know, twice, once or twice a week. So keep an eye out for that stuff. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at four verts and we'd like to have fun. Thanks for the time, Chuck. All right.